This is Valor Radio. Valor, strength of mind and spirit that enables a person to face danger with resolve and determination in battle or in any other situation. Valor, like that displayed by veterans of every branch of the military throughout our community. This radio show, Valor Radio, salutes all of you who have raised your right hands to volunteer to protect and preserve our unique American way of life. Thanks for joining us and your brothers and sisters in uniform. When liberty's in jeopardy, I will always do what's right. I'm out here on the front line, sleeping peace tonight, American soldier. Now, Valor Radio. Well, soldiers, sailors, airmen, marines, coasties, and guardians, and the civilians serving by their side, we welcome you in here to Valor Radio. A bittersweet morning as we sit down on Tuesday morning early uh, to record this program because this will be the last show where we'll have Colonel Paul Simonelli in the studio with us. Well, maybe not the last one forever, uh... But uh, for the foreseeable we, future, yeah, for the foreseeable future. But we are going to be putting our stake in the ground in the Sunshine State for WYSL uh, starting next week, and uh, we'll be remoting from uh, Florida, from Southwest Florida, the Gulf Coast. Looking forward to it. Uh, we'll just be a few hundred yards from the Gulf Coast. And uh, hopefully, God willing, if uh, Internet and everything is all set up, uh, just uh, have to work through a few technical issues. Uh, we'll be set to go next week. Well, we have the magic uh, clean feed set up, so you should have no problems. It's a, a resource light uh, you know, service. And, it uh, is. It is. But I've got to tell you what, I've gotten spoiled. You know, I don't know how many people in our community, and I'm, I know I'm going to give a free ad here, and I know we're not supposed to do stuff like that, but Greenlight has been the absolute godsend of a service. I have never, of all the service providers that I, we've dealt with in, in in this community in recent decades, they have been the absolute best to deal with. Um, they they do exactly what they're going to say they're going to do. They provide the service they say they're going to provide at the level they say they're going to provide it. There's been no interruption of service since the day they turned it on at the house. You know, I called them and said, I'm going to be moving on this day. Uh, I want to let you know so you can turn the service off. And they said, oh, you don't need to call us in advance. Just call us that day and we'll turn it off that day. Wow. Um, and I mean, literally flipping a switch like that. The nice thing about fiber optic is, you know, you're not sharing, no matter what speed they tell you, you're not sharing it with 36 of your closest neighbors, whatever speed they give you, they give you. And it has been wonderful, wonderful, wonderful to work with. Now I'm going back to, you know, whatever, what, what we had before down in Florida, I'm, I'm going to miss that service. So like I said, that's the only technical issue to make sure we have, um, the good service down there or enough service so that we don't have any issues with uh, internet. But uh, that could be the only thing that might keep us a little slowed down next week, but uh, we'll get it worked out one way or another. Um, but we are going to put our stakes. WYSL is going to have its stakes down, uh, uh, down in Florida and looking forward to it. a little different perspective. And 
Uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoy my time in Florida. We we try to get down there at least once a year, and uh, it's it's kind of like what it was around here, maybe in the nineties. I mean, is in terms of attitudes. I mean, you can actually get plastic bags right. at, at retail locations. There's none of these insane regulations that uh, that burden us so much in New York State. Absolutely, people just take life a little bit easier. You don't have to, you know, be think about every word that comes out of your mouth is uh yeah so just uh well like i said with a little different perspective looking forward to getting there and uh settling into a bit of a new lifestyle and uh uh hopefully a little bit little different commentary uh a little different perspective. In case you miss it, this does not mean that Paul's leaving the program. He's just going to be originating from Florida uh, here in the studio. We will have uh, Steve uh, Captain Steve Mamano. He is not with us this week. Uh, because he's come down with COVID for the fifth time, uh, count it. Uh, so he's a little under the weather. We wish uh, the captain well. Hope he's uh, hope he's ship shape soon. Yeah, on the quick mend. Um, yeah, you know those Navy guys, all those close quarters and stuff uh, probably compromise his health. You know those close ship quarters all those years. Who knows what kind of bugs you catch and drinking all that diesel. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anyway, you know, I really wanted to keep the show very light today. Uh, that was really my objective. Um, I just wanted to do a bunch of fun stuff today. But, man, I am – this is just uh, absolutely, uh, you know, with what's going on in Israel, just just way beyond the scope of uh, – um, I you know, just couldn't ignore it, so I just put everything else. I just pretty much just wiped the the slate clean yesterday, and and started. Uh, I, I think we've got to talk about it. I think all this is all tied together one way or another um, with what's going on in Russia and the Ukraine and Iran, and I don't think we can just say this is just, uh, um, you know, this is just Hamas acting on its own. Um, I think. All these things are all interrelated, and uh, I think we just need to take step through these things a little bit at a time here and, and try to look at the big picture, something that our, our current government, and I'm going to say administrations in our country for the last 20-some-odd years have failed to do. Um, they just they've, – they've stumbled into one thing after another. They've bumbled their way through um, – so many different things in the Middle East gotten us involved in things and then walked away from it, whether um, it's been Afghanistan, Syria, Iran, Libya. Um, you know, we've, we've just made a mess of things because we really never step back, look at the big picture and, and the long range, range plans. And our, our best ally in the world by far, I don't care. No, it's not England. No, it's not France. No, it's not Germany. Um, no, it's not Canada. Um, our best ally in the world is now under siege, and um, you know, and we're we are at least partially responsible for this, if right. not principally responsible for what's going on right at this very moment. Well, the, the Biden administration is, is no is all, the, all no Bob. It's not just the Biden administration. They they're they're the tip of the iceberg right now. I'm I'm leading edge though. Yes, right now because they're they happen to be in power and they've they've really screwed the pooch the last three years for sure. But uh, every single administration for the last twenty five years 
or more has has had a hand in how they've uh, how they've handled things in the Middle East. Well, um, dating back to Jimmy Carter, that, you know that that's. I mean, it, it look. It's uh, here's the here, here's the takeaway for all of us here in New York State and in the United States is elections have consequences. You've, you've got you know you, you you can't vote for people using political idolatry or wishful thinking or uh, you know um, misplaced idealism. You have to look at what the policies are of these people that we're putting in power. Yeah, it's uh, this is this is not uncomplicated things, but we've got to be consistent. We've got to be consistent with what we do, when we do it, and how we do it. And uh, um, you know the 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 savagery, the barbarism that's occurring um, at the hands of Hamas. That's just the tip of the spear with what's happening there. But the the supports behind them. Um, you know, there's many that believe that uh, Russia is has a hand in this right now, trying to distract from what's happening in the Ukraine. You know, there's 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 some people that are saying that uh, uh, some thoughtful people that are saying that this is a result that uh, Russia pretty much gave the order to Hamas, who is, gets a lot of support from Russia through client state Iran, right? To uh, to to do this to try to distract from uh, Russia's problems in the Ukraine right now and uh, to try to divert our attentions, our being the United States' attentions, back to who, what country would have to be in trouble for us to divert our attentions away from the Ukraine. And our resources. And our resources. Israel, right? Is there any other place other than that? And um, so many are saying that they believe that that's uh that's we're going to continue this discussion i'm hearing some music but uh we're going to try to work our way weave our way through this whole thing and uh have a discussion and maybe come up with uh a practical way to deal with this going forward uh when we come back with more of valor radio the wysl stations get the podcast at wysl1040.com Your go-to for standard of specialized business insurance coverage. MGM Associates of Rochester, now serving the region and beyond in New York. Since 1984, MGM has provided leading coverage from a wide range of carriers. Not only home, condo, boat, motorcycle, and auto, but also specialized policies for all types of businesses, including nonprofits and law firms, livery insurance, property insurance, and bonds for all needs. MGM Associates of Rochester provides auto, workers' comp, health care, and liability coverage. Choose from virtual appointments or good old in-office, in-person consults by appointment at our Penfield office. Five-time consecutive winner of the National Best Practices Award, MGM is proud to support veterans groups. For your personal business, home, or professional insurance needs, meet the experienced staff at MGM Associates. Locally and proudly owned at 1745 Penfield Road in Penfield, 381-7008 or mgminsure.com. An associate of Finger Lakes Fire and Casualty, Route 227, Trumansburg, New York. The colors are red for valor, white for innocence, and blue for justice. Our nation's flag proclaims liberty for all. And our military service members continue to fight for the right to live in freedom. 
Honor their service and sacrifice with an American-made flag from the Stars and Stripes Flag Store. Visit eflagstore.com to shop now. All proceeds support Veterans Outreach Center and local veterans. Join Abate Monroe County, American bikers aimed toward education and help adult bikers ride free and safe. Check out our meetings on the third Friday monthly at Wise Guys Diner and Catering, 2811 Dewey Avenue. Join Abate for less than 50 cents a week. Google Abate Monroe County on the web. Hey, how about becoming a member of the National Warplane Museum in Geneseo, New York? Help us preserve history. Plus, you get some pretty fancy benefits. Visit us online, nationalwarplanemuseum.com. If you're a veteran in crisis or concerned about one, please call the Veterans Crisis Line at 988 and then press 1. Donate now, vocroc.org. From Niagara Falls to the Adirondacks and from Canada to Pennsylvania, you're listening to Bella Radio. Well, we have to keep the nautical theme going here in the absence of uh, Captain Steve Milano. Once again, Colonel Paul Simonelli. Thanks. Well, Steve would be uh, out of his seat right now. He loves that music. Um, so we were talking, What what's the link between Russia and what's going on right now? And like I said, some people think that, uh, uh, you know, Russia wants to do anything it can to distract from what's going on in the Ukraine. Things aren't going fabulously for Russia. Russia obviously has um, a large population, a large industrial base, but they're in trouble now, too. I mean, they've got a, you know, every ounce of fuel that's going to this war that they're fighting in the Ukraine isn't being sold abroad. Every uh, grain of, uh, of food that's not uh, uh, that's going to its military is not uh, feeding its own people or um, not being sold Uh they haven't been able to stop the flow of food out of the Ukraine right now. So um, the wheat that they were keeping from going out last year is not being kept from going out now. So Ukraine's getting that out. Um, so some people think that this might, once again, trying to distract us, uh, divert our some of our capabilities. Uh, we don't know. There's strategic uh, reserves that are kept of ammunitions that are kept in Israel. Um I don't know if some of those have been diverted to the Ukraine or not. You know, we're here. We don't know. We don't have access to that information. It's not that's kept, you know, it shouldn't be out in the public eye. But uh, so as Israel has, if it's there, Israel, uh, you know, we can give them Israel, Israel access to it if they need it um, uh, to combat what's going on. We haven't seen, I don't think we've seen the worst of this yet. Uh from in one sense, uh, you know, Israel has three major um, air defense systems, uh, great air defense systems. But could it be overwhelmed? Sure. Um, if uh, if everything that can be brought to bear from Hezbollah, Hamas, and from other uh, client, um, I think they could be overwhelmed. And then they they may need to ask for more from us. Um, they. Israel in its entire existence has never asked for troops from us. Uh, in 1990, we did put a few troops on the ground with some of our air defense capabilities uh, during Desert Shield, Desert Storm. Um, but uh, 
you know, what's happening yeah, now. Yeah, we weren't there in the Yom Kippur War. Or... No, we've never put troops on the yeah. ground, really. Um, that They've never asked for it. They've never. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. So this is, uh, um, you know, we're going to have to watch this and see what happens. This isn't over yet. Um, but, you know, the epicenter of all of this, we, you, you mentioned it, uh, is Iran. And it's something that we haven't dealt with since Jimmy Carter. Um, one way or another, we haven't been willing to deal with Iran the way Iran's needed to be dealed, dealt with. And um, Iran was responsible for mo- most of the deaths of our soldiers in Iraq. Uh, they were responsible for most of the uh, warheads on the IEDs that were used um, in Iraq. Uh, they, you know, they, they were providing all kinds of... Uh, Weapons and everything else um, through, so we're Le- leading exporter of terrorism. Yes, in the world, and, you know that's not a cliche. Um, you know, so there's a few things that really, really have to happen here, and one of those things is um, we've got to uh, um, we've got to make sure that uh, there is absolutely no equivocation. Um, there's no equivocation here. We're going to see this with the left, um, you know, that there has to be a proportional response. No, no. Right now, at least this is not the colonel. This is me. I, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear these moral equivalency arguments. Right. I, there can't be this from the left. What 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 has occurred there? What has occurred there? Um, it just there there is no there is nothing. They it has to be dealt with. Um, there is no, you know. There is no two-state solution anymore. This is it. It's gone. It's gone. Um, it's not going to happen. You know, we keep hearing that, uh, you know, the one thing that happened in the Trump administration between Netanyahu and Trump, um, and I don't know, both of them are taking credit for it, um, but always, always the, the solution was, well, we got to settle the two-state solution before we can make peace with these other Arab countries. Well, that got reversed either because of Netanyahu or Trump or both of them during the Trump administration, and they started making peace with other Arab countries, and and um, and and it was working. They they put and and Hamas saw this. The Palestinian Palestinian folks saw this. They didn't like this, and um, it was getting close with Saudi Arabia. It was continuing. Um, getting close to an agreement with Saudi Arabia. Another reason Hamas felt pressure, Iran felt pressure. You know, you got to understand, uh, Saudi Arabia in this whole mix has always been worried about Saudi Arabia and only about Saudi Arabia. They, you know, through history, they paid off terrorists to stay away from Saudi. You know, they paid extortion to keep terrorism out of Saudi Arabia. They're they're very practical. You have to understand how they think. It's no problem to under to work with Saudi Arabia if you understand. They just want to preserve Saudi Arabia, and they're just as afraid of Iran as everyone else is. They want Iran kept in check just like anybody else does. Um, will they pay Iran to keep Iran in check? Sure. They pay terrorists to keep terrorists in check. But uh, so this is this is a complicated set of issues. Um, so we've just got to, you know, we've got to see here. I, I, think, uh, um, I think we're going to see that uh, – um, this, this change in tone where they were, we were, were getting agreements with Arab countries. Israel was getting agreements with Arab countries was scaring Iran. 
and scaring the PLO. And um, they realized that they weren't going to be a roadblock to peace. They that there's some settlement. So I think there's two state after this. I think it's a done deal. And I think Israel just has to hold on. And I don't care what these leftists are going to be saying in the press, you know, a week from now or two weeks from now that Israel's, you know, committing atrocities. What has happened in Israel in the last two to three days, there's no comparison. There's no Nothing in history that even comes close to this. No, what what the Hamas is wreaking on the civilian population right. in Israel right. is there, there's no thinking rational person who right. can defend that. There's stuff. no such thing as a proportional response. Listen, it's in the best interest. Terrorists, for as long as terrorists have been around, have always done their best to try to get whoever they're terrorizing to overreact, to overrespond. And you know what? A dead Israeli is a bonus for a terrorist organization. A dead Palestinian is the greatest reward for the Palestinians. They want that because that gives them ammunition to go back and say Israel is bad. Yeah, just just think about that for a minute too. I mean, uh, most well, people that, that that sounds counterintuitive, but that's really what they want. They want dead Palestinians so they can go out to the world and say. You know, and that's why they mix all their stuff well, in and among the civilian population. It's an expression of the evil that's, that's, right. that's at the heart of all of this. And this this, this is an issue of good and evil. The, uh, proportional responses basically uh, is is a recipe for, for failure and for losing a war. What, what you do in warfare is you destroy the enemy's ability to make war because that's how you establish peace. Right. Um yeah, it's uh, a proportional response is an idea that was dreamed up in some faculty lounge at an Ivy League school somewhere. Yeah, it is. And um, but once again, folks, you have to understand that Palestinians killing Israelis is just a bonus. They, that's secondary to their thing. Palestinians want to see Palestinians dead because to them, that goes out. That's their messaging. They want to get out to the world. The leftist media will say that the Israelis are evil for going after Palestinians. It doesn't matter what they have done to Israel. I, and then once again, I know it's counterintuitive, but terrorists have been doing this forever. It's a standard tactic of terrorism to try to to highlight an overreaction. You think that's getting thin though, now, though, uh, Colonel? You, you think that, that that tactic is wearing out? People are not hearing it anymore? Um, I, I don't know. But because the left media, I mean, we've got people in Congress. You know, we've got, we've got protest marches in London. We've got protest marches in New York City supporting the, you know, uh, uh, the Palestinians supporting Hamas. Um, yeah, that's good. You're always going to have the lunatic fringe. I, I know that. So who knows? But you know what? The the but everything always flows back to the single consistent beneficiary of all of this um, uh, has been Iran. Um, whether it's Hamas, whether it's Hezbollah, um, instead of you know compensating. Um, I mean, Iran is always at the epicenter of everything that's been going on here. And the appeasement of Iran by Obama and Biden administrations, um, the conditions. Look, at we give $6 billion to Tehran. 
and they say, oh, none of that money can be used for anything. Well, no, $6 billion in the bank, whether they use it for one thing or another, it's still $6 billion more they have. So they can take $6 billion they were going to use for something else and use it for bad. Money is fungible. Right. It is fungible. Right. Um, it, that, that's comical. That's comical. It's it's just lying to the public when they get up on TV and say things like that. Um, but, uh, you know, no one wants to go to war with Iran. But, you know, Tehran's played a role in organizing this attack on Israel. And you know what? They pretty much left no choice. I'm, I'm sure the long-range planners in Israel now, um, they're going to have to do something with Iran. Um, I just can't believe that uh, uh, they can let it go. And unfortunately, we haven't got one bit of spine in Washington to do it along with them. Uh, But this is the time to do it. We've got the legitimacy to do it now, given what they've done to our closest friend in the world. Yeah, we've got Uh, the moral authority. We sure do. We're in a position right now to make it happen. Just look at the pure evil being unleashed. That's correct. All right, uh, I'm hearing some music. We'll be back with more Valor Radio in just a few minutes. Listening to WYSL 92.1 FM, 95.5 FM West, and AM 1040. Soon to expand to new areas. We'll be telling you about that here on the WYSL stations. Listening to Valor Radio with Colonel Paul Simonelli. So anyway, we uh, hope that the Captain Steve Amano is feeling better. We know that he's uh, come down with a vid uh, once again, and uh, not uh, not feeling so great. Didn't want to come in here and be typhoid Harry uh, in the in the studio. We appreciate his doing that. His forbearance. Last program here where we're going to have, at least for the foreseeable future, with uh, Colonel Paul Simonelli in studio with us. He'll still be with us remotely from his, uh, he's planting a flag in Florida. That's right. Uh, and uh, looking forward to doing that. So, um, so just a little bit more on this whole thing with Israel. Um, listen, whether or not you like Donald Trump when he was president uh he he did put uh he did tighten tighten the the last so around um iran um and you know his policies he he did control the border we had the least penetrations of our border um his policies were good for the country and uh, whether or not you like him or not, whether you like his his style, whether you like anything. And what we've seen in the last three years, going back to trying to be friends with Iran, you'd be friends with your enemy and they'll be good to you. That's so unfreaking believably naive. We, we, we haven't we haven't learned that lesson after the last 40 years of the left handing, you know, terrorists, appeasement. And bad actors, well, don't bad we call actors. That a, don't we call that appeasement? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Arctis Garden, 1938. Um. Thank you. Thank you. So um, now we're watching an appeasement. They did it with Russia, and they're in the Ukraine now. Appeasement. That's appeasement. That's what you get when you do this. And and we're seeing it now. Um, 
and and we've created this situation. So I said, you know, I, I don't like when there's not a solution, um, but I think I think it's pretty straightforward what we need to do as a nation. These are big picture things. I'm not going to get into detail here, but strategically or as a nation policy wise, the things we need to do, um, and you know. Uh, I think uh, I think we need first thing is we don't need anybody standing up in Washington asking both sides to de-escalate. Mm, I, I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, I think so. Really? I think in a week or two. Oh, yeah. It's going to get worse, not better. No, I think there. I think at some point you're going to see what's that little numb nuts, the retired Navy admiral that is the spokesman for the National Security Council that just you know that um, that said was on TV yesterday saying, "Oh, they can't use that six billion for anything except humanitarian aid." Oh, Blinken? Yeah, is that his name? No, Blinken's. Blinken's is the is uh, the National Security Advisor, right. but the the one who does his announcements uh, for him. Oh, John uh, Kirby. Yeah. Kirby, yeah. that little yeah. numb nuts. Um, but he'll be out there. You know, second, um, we need to give Israel every – we've got to turn the key and give them access to every intelligence capability, every piece of information. Yeah, that's what, uh, I, want. That's targeting, what I want to know. Targeting everything else. How, um, the, how this happened. What, yeah. what another Yet another <coughs> intelligence failure. We also need to turn – unlock the key to anything that we have in that country, our strategic ammunition – reserves they need right now give it to them don't wait don't think about it don't piece it out a little bit at a time mass we all know basic you learn this when you're a second lieutenant in the army you mass your fires you don't we and we saw this in the ukraine i don't agree that we even should have gone into the ukraine you and i can maybe we disagree on that but uh if you're gonna go fight you fight you don't you don't do a little bit at a time you you fight to win and you throw everything you got and you get it done. So whatever we got, we give it to them and get it done. Um, and that's without a doubt, that's, we've got to do that. Um, if we're going to do anything, not this, you know, we send anything we can to them that we can and we get it to them as quickly as possible. Um, third thing is we stop freaking around with our military and we start building it back up. Yes, please. Um, because you know Enough what? Enough with a woke military. Um, we've got to get our military back in line because, once again, we are the last best hope for the world. You don't want to live in a world without the American military. Um, it's not too late. We can put it back together. We've got to start figuring out um, with the senior leadership. we got to start uh, – and we got to start putting – putting bullets back on the shelf and uh we got to start doing the things we need to do uh to make the country strong again both in in the leadership and and with the hardware that we need to make that happen um because we're not gonna we're not gonna be able to we're really not gonna make it unless we we do that we can't do it overnight and finally we have to laser focus on iran forget about everything else forget about appeasement everything we do right now has to be focused on Iran. Whatever it's going to take, whatever we can do to make them bleed, we have to do that. And if that's supporting, if that's doing planning operations, planning an operation with um, Israel um, and other allies, we have to do it. This is going to require a, uh, a concerted diplomatic effort with other Arab states. That's right. Uh, and be- you know what? Because, of course, you know, the, 
attacking Arabs, and even if they're Wahhabists. And what they're going to say is they're not going to jump on board with us. It's just going to be doing it. It's just like um, it was just just like when we went into Iraq, you know, all these countries, France, Germany didn't want us to go. But they did want us to go, but they didn't. You know, publicly, no one's going to support us, but everybody's going to want us to. Saudi Arabia's going to condemn us, but they're going to be glad that we're doing it. It's just the way it is. They can't come out publicly and, you know, and survive if they come out publicly and support us going into Iran. It's just the way that part of the world is. We have to understand that. We're not doing it so they pat us on the back. We just got to let them know what we're going to do, and they'll be happy that we're doing it. Because it's a threat to them that we're reducing as much as it is a threat to us and to our greatest ally, Israel. So um, the strong horse is what that's who they admire. And that, that's actually a phrase in, uh, right. in Arab culture. So um, we, we've got to do everything we can to make things miserable in Iran. There's a, there's enough people in Iran. There's a strong there's a strong dissident population in Iran. Yeah. There still it was, is. It was always a, a pro-Western country. Yes, it back, sh- back in the days of the Shah. Right, and and there's enough people there that see and taste different things. They see what's happening in countries like Turkey and other places where and I'm not saying they're pro-Western, but they're just not pro-fundamentalist. And and those countries are doing great, and people are living good lives and everything else. And Iran doesn't see themselves. Most of the people in Iran don't see themselves as fundam- as a fundamentalist country. They're just stuck under the thumb of the Ayatollahs. Um, and any chance to break loose of that, uh, they'll do it themselves. I think they really will do it themselves. And I think if that happens, I think there's a chance that um, uh, this thing – for, for all the agony and suffering that's going on right now in Israel. Um, and finally, we've just got to come out publicly and say, you know what? Two-state solution, you lost that chance. Israel is Israel. Let's knock down these walls. You either, you know, you either get on board and um, with, one, you know, one nation. And because, you know what? Never once, never once did Hamas agree that for a two-state solution. They, they never once said anything but the destruction of Israel was right. going to be acceptable. They want to push it into the sea. That's right. So how, how can the rest of the world demand that there be a two-state solution <clears throat> when one of those states, their only purpose is to destroy the other one? It takes two to make war. It takes two to make pre- peace as well. Right. And, and, and I mean, just the global perspective on this whole thing, uh, looking at this from 30,000 feet, you're, you're talking about a country the size of New Jersey. Seven million people. Right. We, we can't allow that to exist? Yeah, it's just not going to happen. So we're going to continue to monitor this, and hopefully we'll have uh, some better news to report next week on Valor Radio. I'm hearing some music. We're going to take a break here, and we're going to come back and uh, talk about some, uh, some COVID and some uh, VA things when we get back with more Valor Radio. On the WYSL stations. That fighting, gnawing deep inside It's a funny thing 
your go-to for standard of specialized business insurance coverage. MGM Associates of Rochester, now serving the region and beyond in New York. Since 1984, MGM has provided leading coverage from a wide range of carriers. Not only home, condo, boat, motorcycle, and auto, but also specialized policies for all types of businesses, including nonprofits and law firms, livery insurance, property insurance, and bonds for all needs. MGM Associates of Rochester provides auto, workers' comp, health care, and liability coverage. Choose from virtual appointments or good old in-office, in-person consults by appointment at our Penfield office. Five-time consecutive winner of the National Best Practices Award, MGM is proud to support veterans groups. For your personal business, home, or professional insurance needs, meet the experienced staff at MGM Associates. Locally and proudly owned at 1745 Penfield Road in Penfield, 381-7008 or mgminsure.com. An associate of Finger Lakes Fire and Casualty, Route 227, Trumansburg, New York. Hi, I'm Alan Ginsberg of the AM Ginsberg Advisory Group, LLC. I know a lot of you have heard enough of my ad regarding business continuation. We started this campaign in September 2020, and I want you to know the response has just been tremendous. The best part is that we're seeing the results of our efforts. Business owners who have been procrastinating on how to make sure their business continues on a successful path are starting to make the changes that are needed. Whether it be talking to their children, key employees, or favorite competitors, they are starting to get things done making sure that their life's work doesn't just go by the wayside. Give us a call at 585-377-4720. We'll sit down and talk, find out what your business and family goals are. That's 585-377-4720. Thank you. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc. Member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc. AM Ginsburg Advisory Group and the Securities America companies are separate entities. The colors are red for valor, white for innocence, and blue for justice. Our nation's flag proclaims liberty for all, and our military service members continue to fight for the right to live in freedom. Honor their service and sacrifice with an American-made flag from the Stars and Stripes Flag Store. Visit eflagstore.com to shop now. All proceeds support Veterans Outreach Center and local veterans. You're listening to Fallow Radio with Colonel Paul Simonelli. That's our last program in the WISL studios, at least for Paul Simonelli, uh, until he comes back to, uh, you know, the uh, inevitable ride back home to come see his friends. Uh, you're listening to Fallow Radio on WISL. Thanks, Robert. So, uh, when we started the show uh, back in 2015, um, Shortly after we started the show, Bob got me a set of headphones that were uh, camouflage, and so he's kindly said I can take them with me so I can use them with my remote setup. Got to have the authentic, you know, camo headphones. Yeah, so I'm glad. That'll make me feel a little bit more at home uh, doing the show. So thank you for letting me take those with me. Um, appreciate that. Who else is going to wear those? We can't have anybody else wearing those. Well, thanks. I don't know. Yeah. You know, Navy guy. I guess could wear them, but uh, feel a little out of place for that, unless he was a CB or something. Um, so, what are we going to talk about here? A couple of things. You said COVID. Yeah, interestingly. Um, well, first of all, what do we say? Who always makes all the money in lawsuits? The attorneys. The attorneys. DOD settles COVID vaccine mandate lawsuits for 1.8 million. Who's getting the 1.8 million? 
The lawyers. The lawyers. Those are all legal fees going to the lawyers. The lawsuits filed by service members challenging the Defense Department's now defunct COVID-19 vaccine mandate have ended in a settlement, according to an agreement filed Tuesday in a Florida federal court. A judge awarded Liberty Counsel, the firm represented plaintiffs in Navy SEALs 1 through 26 v. Biden, uh, at L, everyone else, $1.8 million to cover legal fees incurred during the cases which were filed following uh, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's fall 2021 announcement that the COVID-19 vaccine would become mandatory for all troops. So um, the military COVID shot mandate is dead. Uh, Matt Staver, Liberty Council's chairman, said in a statement, our heroic service members can no longer be forced to take this experimental jab that conflicts with their religious convictions. Now, this group... And can also make them sick. And also make them sick. This group were all people that were denied religious exemptions. Um, Religious exemption, uh, vaccine exemptions have been historically rare in most of services, uh, with medical or administrative exceptions more common, but still not that often. Uh, several hundred religious exemption waivers were granted. We're talking about a million people in the military. I, I got some numbers here. We'll see what they, let me see if I can find the numbers here. Of 17,000 service members who refused the vaccine, according to data provided uh, to the this author, in, uh, more than 8,000 were discharged and another 1,000 received exemptions before the mandate's rescission. So 1,000 out of 17,000. So the department will continue to promote and encourage COVID-19 vaccination for all service members, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin wrote in a memo repealing the mandate. The department has made COVID-19 vaccination as easy and convenient as possible, resulting in vaccines administration to over 2 million service members and 96% of the force. Easy and convenient does not equate to safe safe and effective. Effective, right. Involuntary separated troops who mostly received general discharges are able to upgrade their discharges by filing with their services board uh, for correction of records. Uh, uh, Those troops are also able to rejoin the military. Nice. I don't know what that means, though. Do you rejoin at the rank you left at? Yeah. Do you doubles in the details, right? Right. Right. I don't know what that means, but and no compensation for anybody. Right? right. No. No one's getting back pay, or you know, coming. And they're not saying you're coming back in the rank you left at. Um, so, who knows? I think this needs a little fine tuning. Yeah, we'll see what happens with this, but uh, at least the lawyers got paid. Oh, that's important. It is important because you Send know one lawyer to the other. Well, you know. <laughs> Without, you know, I'm I'm sort of torn on that. Um, you know, if the lawyers can't get paid, who's going to do the work? Right, right. How do wrongs get fixed if it's a complicated system? Especially when you want to sue the government, it's unbelievably oh, complicated. Sovereign immunity? Are you kidding me? Yeah, and so uh, it's it's an unbelievably complicated thing, and so it's. Uh, and the truth be told, I mean, it's this is not a walk in the park. It's not, ah, just go sit down at some conference table with the other side and hammer out an agreement. And, no, okay, where's my million dollars? There's a lot of damn work involved. Yeah, yeah. So, 
Um, and, it, and you have to be educated, you know, to know what you're doing. Yeah, so I'm 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 always torn. You know, uh, they're entitled to a reasonable uh, compensation for the work they do, um, but uh, it's not like these people got rich doing this. I mean, they they were trying to make a point, and um, given that uh, you know the DOD budget is the largest budget, I think, isn't it the largest budget line in? in National budget. I don't, budget. I don't know. I, don't know but I think it's got to be close to the largest one. But uh, nonetheless, here we are. And um, they should have been giving them some religious exemptions here. And yeah, I wonder how many really great military members we lost. Well, we know how many we lost here. Well, we got rid of Millie. Now we got to get rid of Lloyd Austin. Yeah. Goodbye. You know, the problem is, though, um, the problem is – a lot of really, really, really good officers have left the military. You know, you can't grow three and four star generals and admirals overnight. And when you get to that one star, you know, colonel, one star, two star, and you got no hope of going anywhere, you retire, go on to something else. Um, you know, people fall in line. It was interesting at the end of the Vietnam War. Um, the guys and gals that stuck around at the end of the Vietnam War were committed to rebuilding the military. And, you know, these were the people that were running the military when we went to Desert Storm. And the commitment. And you saw what happened there. Yeah. And the commitment. And, and, you know, I benefited from it. I came in in 81. And the guys and gals that were around then, they wanted it. They wanted to make things right. They were they were just totally committed to making things right. So it's a cultural thing, and it was top notch. Yes, yes. And you know, you saw, um, and then right after Desert Storm, you started to sense this change. I hate to say it, you know, um, and it's just uh, it's it's just a sad sad commentary now. And I'm talking to some young folks that are getting out right now, um, and. I know I'm, I sound like an old guy who's always – it was always great when I was there, and it wasn't always great when I was there. But, you know, to hear people talking now, what their experiences have been the last, you know, six or ten years mm-hmm. in the military, um, very different experience from what I recall my experiences being and, you know, talking to people I was in with. Uh, so it's it's a tough thing right now. Uh, We've got to build some leaders. We've got to build people that are – you know that are tough and well, it's not going to happen. Yeah, you know, the fish rots from the head down with Lloyd Austin in place, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, the only good thing is these people don't last forever. We can only hope that. Uh, you know, I thought. You know, I I had thought that when Mattis came in, you know, that he hadn't drank the Kool Aid, but uh, um, you know, he ended up not. One person can't change the system. I mean, we saw that with Trump. Um, it, it is so entrenched. It's probably, you know, defense is probably the most entrenched, uh, department of government. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, when you think about it, is there anything as entrenched as, the, you know, with the, the, the military industrial complex? I mean, the, the contractors, you know, there's so few, there's like three or four major contractors that have bought up 85% of the companies. Uh, they're just so powerful. 
I mean, absolutely so powerful. If you start looking at the, you know, most of the contractors are, or most of the contracts are three or four companies. It might be subsidiaries, but it's just such a powerful, powerful, you know, they own the politicians. Um, you know, they don't want to say that they're corrupted, but it is what it is. So, um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. One other thing I wanted to talk about, um, you know, the VA is talking about uh, um, sharing uh, health info with private sector medical systems. Um, it, it's on paper that makes sense. Um, you know, they should be integrated. If I get a blood test at the VA, you shouldn't have to repeat it out in the others. The problem you run into, of course, is where, for instance, laws don't match up. Uh, we see this here in New York where um, if someone's getting counseling at the VA, it might lead under New York law to someone losing, for instance, losing their firearms under New York law. Uh, something we need to explore and talk about in the future, but uh, I'm hearing some music. We're not going to have time. We'll, we'll explore this in the future. Yeah. Bob, thank you for everything. Thanks, uh, thank you, Paul. Uh, we'll be coming up Godspeed. Uh, from Florida and uh, uh, can't wait. All right, folks, uh, let's keep uh, Israel and all the folks there in your thoughts and in your prayers this week. Uh, we'll be back next week with more of Valerado. Keep our soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines, Coasties, Guardians in your thoughts and in your prayers. God bless. We'll see you next week on Valor Radio. And drive safely there, Paul, and have a good trip down to Florida, and we'll look forward to seeing you next week on Valor Radio, even if you're not in studio. Thank God you, bless. Best to you and your your your, uh, your frau. Thank you. Take care. I just do it anyway. Providing for our futures, my responsibility. Yeah, I'm real good on the pressure. Being all that I can be I can't call him sick on Mondays When the weekend's been too strong I just work straight through the holidays Sometimes all night long You can bet that I stand ready When the wolf growls at the door